Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. So grateful for your support of this radio show. So grateful that you tune in each and every day at 11.15 a.m. I'm grateful that you send me emails at bill at thehopeencounter.org. I'm grateful that you come to an encounter service every Friday at 1301 Brandon Road, every Friday night for a free dinner at 530, service at 630. And we've been working through the Encounter Bible Study this week. Next week, we're kicking that off. It's a Bible study that meets on Tuesday nights, women with women, guys with guys, from 6.30 to 8.30. We want to put a Bible study in your hands. And if you want to get plugged into that study, email me at billatthehopeencounter.org. So yesterday, we were working through Anchor 7. It's such an awesome anchor. It's one of my favorite anchors. Embrace discipleship as the pathway to transformation. And today we're going to pick it up on page 94, talking about a life of worship. See, many people think attending a church service on Sunday morning and singing a few songs is all there is to worship. Though this may be one way to express worship, God views true worship as how you live. A.W. Tozer wrote, If you will not worship God seven days a week, you do not worship him one day a week. When you worship God wholeheartedly, you wake up every day thanking him for all he has done. You offer all of your life to him as a sacrifice for him to use however he wants. It's a complete surrender of your will to God's. Worship is not just something done at church. It is not merely singing the words of a song. Worship is truly a lifestyle of thankfulness to God in and through the way you live. And for that reason, it can be a battle. Paul talks about this battle that wages in the mind. The way in which you're transformed, in fact, is when your mind, are you ready, is renewed. The battle is one when we We reject the world's way of thinking and allow God to change our thoughts. See, God wants to change our stinking way of thinking and transform us by the renewing of our minds. See, many allow their feelings to influence their thoughts instead of allowing their thoughts to influence their feelings. And Satan targets both your mind and your feelings, but if you let him have control of either, he will wreak havoc in your life. And if you want to truly be transformed, you must replace the lies that you have believed in your mind with the truth of God's word. And if you allow your feelings, you're offering fo- you're often following the same patterns of this world. A friend once warned me that em- emotions are like a spinning roulette wheel. You never know which ones you're going to wake up to. If you follow your feelings instead of trusting in God's word, then your life will seem like a spinning wheel of constantly changing emotion. It's exhausting and often detrimental to your life. Instead, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, Romans 12, 2. Then you will learn God's good, perfect, and pleasing will for you. In some ways, this is the ultimate let go and let God passage of scripture. Let go of trying to transform yourself. Rather, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And when he changes the way you think, it'll change the way you act. 
Applying God's truth also leads to a grateful heart that learns to worship Him more completely. The Holy Spirit will always guide you into truth. He'll never direct you away from the will of God. And His will is that you know Him, John 17, 3. And when you do, you will worship Him accordingly. Your mind will choose to believe truth. Your actions will follow in loving gratitude. Feelings will follow as your heart is surrendered to the will and the word of the Lord. Knowledge alone, listen, alone never effectively changes anyone. Many people have biblical knowledge, but it doesn't always lead to action. Listen, I know a lot of people who have biblical knowledge, and they're, they're I mean, and they have no capacity to live it out. See, change requires learning God's truth, watch, watch this, and applying it to your life. It requires thinking in new and better ways. Change depends on you relying on the Holy Spirit and tapping into God's power rather than trusting in your own strength. The essence of being a follower of Jesus is following him. When you follow someone, you follow that person's lead. You do what they do. Say things they say. Obey their instructions. You allow them to train you. Over time, you become like them. A friend to encounter, Pastor Marty Walker, defines discipleship as the process of becoming more like Jesus today than I was yesterday and becoming more like Jesus tomorrow than I was today. Discipleship is a process. It's a lifestyle and a commitment. It's a labor of love and a reverent submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in, in your life every day. It's an all-in state of mind backed up by all-in actions. In other words, it's worship. Being a Christian is one thing. Being a disciple is something altogether different. You can be a Christian but never be discipled. Discipleship is marked by spiritual growth. Without spiritual growth, it's difficult to live out your purpose. Some disciples don't mature simply because they refuse to go all in and love Jesus according to his definition of love. And Jesus says that to love him is to obey him. And God wants you to grow in your faith. He wants you to look like Jesus in word and in deed. So we want you to read and meditate and journal the following scriptures. Again, when I say journal, we're asking you to pray, Lord, what are you saying in your word? And you just wait and let God speak to you. The second prayer is, Lord, what are you saying to me? It's different from the first prayer. It's, it's a personal prayer request. What are you saying to me personally? And the third one is, how do you want me to apply this to my life? And for each one of those three prayers, you should wait and whatever you hear from the Holy Spirit, you should write down on paper. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Luke 24, 45, then he opened up their minds so they can understand the scriptures. John 13, 35, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Aren't these wonderful scriptures to say, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? And how do you want me to live this out? John 14, 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. 
Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 5, 1 through 20, follow God's example, therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For out of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, greedy person such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most out of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, and here's the answer, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or, or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Friends, i got to tell you, if you pray these prayers, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying in your word? What are you saying to me? And how do you want me to live this out? These scriptures will come alive to you, and you will hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. And if you write it down, it'll go from your head to your heart, through your hands, on a piece of paper that you'll share with someone else, and you'll live out, and you'll be transformed, and before you know it, you're on God's discipleship pathway to transformation. First John 2, 3 through 6, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, watch this, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. There's a lot of people that want to follow Jesus, but they don't want to do what he tells them to do. But if anyone obeys his word, watch this, love for God is truly made complete in them. And this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live, to live in him must live as Jesus did. Friends, this is the pathway to transformation. Embrace discipleship by allowing God to transform you. Allow God to change you. Give God permission. It's our responsibility to renew our mind by applying God's truth to our lives. 
He won't just download the Bible into our brains. We have to read it, learn it, memorize it for it to transform us. No transformation can occur without it. Our job is to renew. His job is to transform. It's that simple. And if you allow God to give you a better way of thinking, you're going to discover a better way of living. Some people have said this renewing process is like re-wallpapering your mind. You have to strip the nasty old wallpaper from the walls of your mind and refresh it with a clean slate. Demolition has to take place. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this. This is key. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This is what re-wallpapering looks like. That is renewing your mind with God's truth, replacing lies that have been on the walls of your mind far too long. We're going to talk more about this in Anchor 11, John 8, 31 through 32. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Listen, this is how Jesus combines recovery and discipleship together. Not one before the other, not one after one another, not one in place of one another. He, re- he combines recovery and discipleship. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Discipleship makes recovery possible and that's the pathway that Jesus has outlined for us. Not recovery over discipleship or before discipleship. This is the cornerstone and this is the anchors of hope that the Holy Spirit has given the ministry of encounter. That Jesus never compromised grace for truth and he never compromised recovery for discipleship. We don't do one over the other, one better or more than the other. We combine them all together because that's how Jesus ministered and that's how the encounter Bible study works completely. Discipleship, recovery, grace and truth all together. Thanks again for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.